welcome to Whoopee Week <laughs> International. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to what, what week? What night are we? Number seven? Welcome to night nine of Whoopee Week. It's not nine, it's seven. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Welcome to night seven of Whoopee Week. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's called Whoopee Week, but we're going to end up with ten episodes. Which is kind of funny, because a week is seven days. Right. And we have three more episodes after. This is episode seven. This oh, would be the weak point. Shit. We can't end on fucking bogus. <laughs> no. Dear God. I know. My goodness. <laughs> We're talking 1996. I was five. Comedy movie. I was four. Four. Little baby Cody. Bogus. Starring <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. Hilarious. Whoopi Goldberg. Hilarious. Haley Joel Osmond. Hilarious. Jackie. Yes. If you were playing Oh God, okay. Yep. Would you prefer to have Whoopi Goldberg from Boys on the Side or Whoopi Goldberg from Bogus? Boys on the Side. But I want to tell you something. If you choose Whoopi Goldberg from Bogus, you get Gerard Depardieu as a bonus because she can see him now. Oh, so, he, so you get two for the price of one. Well, I mean, he's invisible, so he could hear all the shenanigans going on around camp. So I'm going to choose Whoopi Goldberg from Bone Bogus. Well, you have you also to. get your art day party. Well, I mean, that feels like cheating. It is cheating. <laughs> okay. You get to cheat if you choose Whoopi Goldberg from Bogus. <laughs> well, then why would anyone ever choose the Whoopi Goldberg from fucking Boys on the Side? Then I mean, why don't you tell me? Because you chose Whoopi Goldberg no, I from didn't. Boys on the Side. I chose before you gave the stipulation. You're locked in. I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I well, apologize. Fine. Gerard Depardieu is going to befriend me more than you anyway. So that whoopee will just come work for me. So I mean, I'm not surprised that he'd be more interested in being your friend than mine. <laughs> Horny, imaginary Gerard oh, Depardieu. Fuck. Even when he's interacting with Whoopi at the end of this movie, he has a real horny vibe. When she can start to see him, it's like he wants to fuck her. Where are you getting that? He like the way they're looking at each other, the way he's looking at her, he's totally into her. You're ridiculous. All right, should we jump into it? Let's do it. This movie opens with like crazy circus circus music and very circus olay, like lady levitating in the air, passing a ring over her to show that there's no wires. Yeah. Not just magician, but very french magic type stuff right okay don't you feel like a little i mean bit... i guess i don't know french magic versus other magic non-french magic it didn't have an air of like french certain well, like slightly more speaks french well i know but also it's like it's like slightly more theatric like she's floating in the air with all this mist and stuff around it's not quite like hokey american circus it's a little bit more elevated and fancy and French. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. It's French. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Haley Joel Osmond. Little boy. 
little boy. He's watching the circus performance from the wings. Yes. Very excited about it. His mother, as we come to find out, is one of the performers. But not in the magic act. She's a dancer. Yes. And so he's just really into magic. But his mom is a dancer for this circus performance thing. Traveling circus. I want to ask you right off the bat, how do you feel about Haley Joel Osment? How do you feel about him in this movie? How do you feel about him as a child actor overall? Really? Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you have any, like, memories of him in Forrest Gump or in... Because he's two years out from being in Forrest Gump. No. no, And he's, like, two years away from being in The Sixth Sense. It's like I know him from The Sixth Sense. Okay. Where he's, like, a little bit older. He has a little bit more of, like, a firm grasp on acting. But he's still, like, a little kid. He's, like, instead of being seven, he's 12. Or he's, like, 10. Right? He's a little bit older. I just, I don't know. Not a huge child actor fan. And... I guess for me, I like I am I'm also not a child actor fan, so my bar is very low. And I feel like he he really as far as child actors go, I understand why he had such a run as a little kid actor in Hollywood. He has a very pretty little boy like he's he's very cute. He's a very cute little kid. He does have a more natural presence. He's not, like, so cloyingly overbearing as most child actors. He did a lot of, like, yelling. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he, like you definitely feel the limits of his acting capabilities in this movie. Right. But I feel like he's way better than most child actors. True. Would be. I mean, I guess if you're doing a movie where the seven-year-old's mom died, which I called called it right away so his mom dies his mom's an act uh circus performer she's performing at the circus he's left with a nanny an old lady yeah neighbor or something she's on her way home from a performance and After stopping at the market the store, yeah. and gets into a car accident mm-hmm. how'd you feel about the car accident was it a realistic i feel like it was not super exploit you know like it wasn't like exploitative i'm glad was... we didn't see like you see the car impact and you don't see anything beyond that besides people like running up to it it's like you see the light turn from red to green you see her pull into an intersection you see her look to her right and see a car oncoming and her car stopping and then it pulls out and you see the car barrel into her car yeah and then you don't see anything beyond that so it's realistic and not like super gory or you know yeah i I mean, I think it's the only way that we get Whoopi into this, right? But, um... I will say that the, the cops that come and, like, speak to the uh, the babysitter about the mom being dead are horrible actors. Horrible. And this is maybe one of the moments that I dislike the most about <laughs> Haley. Yes. Is his, like, mom! Okay. Like, 100%. that's what, like moments like that make me feel like meh, meh. you know what i i think you're right it's like 
he's good at being a child actor most of the time, but there's these like very super heightened scenes that maybe he's not ready to quite perform at. Like finding out his mom died. Yeah. So he's like in bed. He overhears that his mom has died. He walks out and screams mom upon hearing that she's died in a car accident. And yeah, it's just that. It's just him screaming the word mom. Yeah. Um. So. So. Don't know what to do with the kid. Yes. There's all these like French circus performers who obviously don't have a steady home and or capacity to care for a child or give them an education or anything like that but Haley joel osmond's mother has a will yes she as a child had a foster sister and it seems like they both grew up in foster care I that wasn't so like okay that makes sense it's like it was a foster home there's a foster family the mother of Haley Joel Osmond came to that foster family a little bit later on. Whoopi Goldberg, as a young girl, also came to that foster family. They became best friends. Whether They're estranged yeah. years later. But Haley Joel Osmond's mother has, in her will, set Whoopi Goldberg as the godmother and legal guardian, guardian of Haley Joel Osmond. Right. So the, like... Oh, don't they work at like a casino or a hotel Who, for right now? No, because the, the manager calls. Yeah, yeah. It is like, it is some, excuse the, the ice twirl, I apologize. <laughs> you were talking about casinos, it just felt, casino. Don't do it again, <laughs> dork. Casino. No, stop. <laughs> um... um... <laughs> I don't know. There's but, a scene where, like, all of the people involved in the act and some type of, like, business person, maybe mm-hmm. the head of the casino, the person who manages their tour or whatever. Yes. The only reason why I'm hesitant to say it's, like, the head of a casino is, like, if they worked steady at a casino... Why couldn't the kid stay? It seems like they're touring. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure who this person is. It seems like maybe, like, their touring manager or some type of person like that. There's a couple times where people take on roles like that where it's not fully explained, like the bank loan officer. Yeah. Where he's interacting with Whoopi, and then two scenes later, it's more fleshed out what exactly his role is. Exactly. You just have to infer based on what he's saying. Right. I think they, like, drop a one line to try to explain it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyways, Whoopi is this kid's godmother... She doesn't even know he exists, though. Yeah, so this guy who's the casino owner or Or the touring manager or whatever calls up Whoopi. All of the the French and circus people are in the room. And it's like, oh, your your sister that you knew from foster care that you're estranged from. Not only is she dead, but she has a child and she's named you as the legal guardian. There's, this is like, this moment, Whoopi is such a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. I am, I am so happy that you wanted to take a pause at this moment. Because it's a moment where Whoopi is like, whoop, let's, let's say, we've gotten a little bit of introduction of Whoopi before this. She works in Newark. 
New runs Jersey. Her own, is trying to run run and expand in her own business. The movie makes a point of showing her working in this rundown, shitty office building. What she does is supply like restaurant, like bulk restaurant materials. You know, to ovens or and, activities and yeah, yeah, that type of stuff, like supplies for restaurants. You know, yeah. all that type of stuff. There's a scene where she, yeah, she gets the call. She finds out this kid exists. She's super, he- I, oh, I don't have the time to take him on. I'm running a business. And if you don't take him on, he's going to just be put into the system. Become a ward of the state or something like that. Yeah. And there's like a 20 second silent scene of just her absorbing that information thinking about what that means for this kid that she just found out existed and deciding that I have to bite the bullet. And this is like my foster sister. This is my life now. I haven't heard from, from whoever ago. And I'm just going to like dive into, and it's so insane that she's able to silently through facial acting prime us as the audience for the the premise of this movie that she's taking on this kid that she's his godmother she doesn't know he exists and that that's the that adventure that crazy experience is going to be the movie she sells it in that half a minute just through silent facial acting really just crazy it really speaks to just her power as a person you can plug into these movies you know what she's feeling in every single change of her facial expression throughout that scene. Like you can not only see what she's feeling, but like empathetically, like you can recognize what that, like what that decision is doing to her. And like, I fucking Whoopi's amazing. It so stood out as a high point in this movie, really selling the emotional stakes, really making the movie work on that level, just in that scene alone. Reminded me so much of uh, Boys on the Side, the scenes of Whoopi singing to the girl dying of AIDS. And just Whoopi, you're able to plug her into these movies that would suffer so much without her charisma and acting ability. She's able to sell these complicated crazy situations in such a genuine way i mean she has such charisma uniqueness nerve and talent that like i mean i hate to say it but she's got a cunt she's got (laughs) quite the cunt on her (laughs) throwback to a scene that we did not discuss in boys on the side yes where they yes where they talk about all the different pussy vernacular yes so we're not super deep into bogus but (laughs) So Haley Joel Osmond is on. He he then takes a flight from wherever he is to Whoopi yes. to go live with her. While on the flight, he gets like a an activity coloring book, book, a yeah. coloring book, where he starts coloring it and the makes a face. Yes, which starts speaking to him in like a French accent describing how to draw him so that he looks like Gerard Depardieu and then 
Little boy goes to the bathroom with his coloring book, starts crying. He's a really, really hilarious looking cry scene. Like, if you ever want to laugh at a kid really badly, go put on the cry scene of Haley Joe Osborne in the fucking bathroom of this airplane. You're so mean. It's hilarious. He's like eight years old. Yeah. (laughs) He does like an okay job. Later on, he does some good crying. Like, his eyes are all red and stuff like that. But this scene is fucking ridiculous. While he's crying in the bathroom over his dead mother... Gerard Depardieu fully manifests as like not just a drawing on a page, but a fully human man, imaginary friend that Haley Joel Osment can see right in the bathroom. Whose name is Bogus. Bogus. I have to ask you a question. Yes. Are you, do you find Gerard Depardieu attractive in this movie? Yes. Okay. I I suspected you would. Why? Well, I, you know. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? <laughs> Let's just say if you're attracted to me, <laughs> it's not it's not it's not too it's not too much of a stretch that like a slightly more polished French but still kind of funny looking scruffy person would like it's like me if you cleaned me up a little bit and made me french Uh, i don't know kind of he's just like he's big he's french he's funny he's unique looking okay i guess i could kind of see that you know what i'm saying not to say that i look like gerard de (laughs) perdue but like i understand that leap that I make. He's certainly not a classically handsome person. No, but he's very interesting looking and very charming. Hmm. He's very charming in this movie. I'm sure it's a lot I'm of... I'm always uh, so much more personality person than, like, physical, like... There's a lot of um, Gerard Depardieu from Last Holiday mm-hmm. with Queen Latifah. Fuck yeah. He is quite a bit thinner and younger in this movie than he is in that movie. Um, yes, yeah, his so. face fits his nose better in this movie. His nose is fucking crazy, though. I don't know if like his nose has been broken at some point. It's so oddly shaped. It's great. It's fun in the scene where Haley Joel Osment is coloring him that he really like embraces making fun of his own nose. Yeah. yeah. So Whoopi's late to pick him up from the airport. Yes. Um, just like in Karina Karina, when she's late to pick up the little girl from school, mm. we don't get her getting anyone's group back. Nope. Nothing with a bike bell. Nothing with a bike bell. Nothing with fathers trying to fuck their daughters fuck. unwittingly. God damn it. But we do get the late picking up from school, late picking up from the airport connection. <sighs> So, so all in twos. We've got two. There's multiple double cherries, no triple cherries. Damn it. Hopefully before the decade ends. Gotta win this fucking lotto poll. I mean, we've got a bunch of a bunch of them lined up. All right. Um. How do you feel about this kid having his pillow wrapped up in like brown, brown. paper parcel material? Also weird. I'm glad 
Whoopi pointed out how fucking weird that is. Whoopi is so manic in this movie. Particularly, like, okay, she picks him up. She's late. There's, like, a stewardess, a flight attendant, who's kind of giving her a hard time for that. Yeah. Um, She is very manic doesn't really like address or interact with the kid for like the first 20 minutes of her of him being in her presence super awkward there's like this scene in the airport where like she's talking to him and i think he imagines it but he (laughs) she like leans down and is like i'm a monster that's so that's such a weird moment that the movie doesn't explain i feel like I'm, I kind of follow that the movie is telling me that that's not really anything Whoopi did. And it's like him feeling anxious about this new person in his life. And then Gerard Depardieu, like, reassures him and like, oh, give it a try. Maybe she's not scary. Yeah. But it, it never comes, it never happens again. It's never fully explained. It's kind of a very confusing moment. Super so. And that super so. <laughs> it's like, is Whoopi trying? I had a moment of like, is she doing that in reality to try like, to like buck be him up? joking and fun? Maybe. In a way that just doesn't work for him whatsoever. But then he says to Bogus, like, oh, she's an alien. She's a monster. And then, I don't know, Bogus is like, she has funny hair, doesn't she? Right. Which feels like such a weird, like... Racial racial thing? Yeah, like white people being... Commenting on dreads. Or black people's, like, kinky hair in yeah. general, like, trying to touch it and shit. Yeah. Hmm. All throughout this movie, fucking Haley Joel Osmond? Osborne? Os... Osmond. Osmond. Haley Joel Osmond. Haley Joel Osmond is fucking legit, like, um talking talking to bogus out loud yes full-on like imaginary friend like having a conversation even on the plane it's like when his coloring book starts to talk to him there's two old people flanking him on either side and he's just talking to it and they're like oh what the fuck are you talking to me kid what's wrong with you (laughs) oh nothing I'm, I'm just, just a, talking. I'm just a little kid talking to his coloring book. Don't mind me. Fucking hilarious. Um, we do get so Whoopi arrives at her home, which yep. is kind of a rundown apartment building. I seriously have written in my notebook horrible kid acting. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi, there's a running theme that she parks in places where she shouldn't park and gets parking tickets outside but- of her apartment. She keeps like a fire hydrant and like a fake a fire, fake fire hydrant. hydrant so that it holds her parking spot. So then when she parks, she just throws it in her trunk. Pretty funny. It's it's good. It's a good gag. And she. um, Let's see here. So. I kind of had a sense that like. So have you seen the, the Sixth Sense? Yeah. Haley Joel Osment is like a kid who can see dead people. Yeah. What if this is just a prequel to The Sixth Sense and <gasps> Bogus is just a dead, dead French fucking, clown? That would be crazy. <laughs> Haunting Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's fucking great. In a few years, he'll be passed on to his next, next foster family, his mother and The Sixth Sense, and 
he's just being haunted by some fucking French clown right now. That's hilarious. That was I, I love it. It's a good, you know, viewing of Mash this movie, up. I think. Um I feel like this movie largely hinges on the chemistry between Gerard Depardieu and Haley Joel Osment. Absolutely. I like I made a comment while we were watching. Very insightful. That up until now, Whoopi has been the role that has like pulled and held the work together. She's the comic relief. She's the person who's like elevating the movie, pushing it, you know, she's like the rising star really adding some juice to it. Where in this movie, I feel like she completely takes a like almost annoying backseat to Gerard Depardieu. It almost makes me think of like planes, trains, and automobiles where Steve Martin almost always plays like the wacky um, kind of like injecting juice into a movie character, and he's the straight man in that movie. Okay. And John Candy is the funny guy. Whoopi is like kind of the straight man in this movie. Yeah. To Gerard Depardieu's more wacky, injecting, and like it's not like Whoopi usually plays the Gerard Depardieu character. No, not at all. Doesn't bring that energy, but like. She is like so grumpy and straight edged and not really she's not the focal point it really is gerard depardieu that is in that like ghost i don't know that like indelible whoopee energy role yeah absolutely so tensions really start rising with um with the scene of him at school i feel like okay it like cuts or not cuts to but like he starts going to school whoopi drops him off and they're doing like an abc acronym poem yes and like okay who can think of a name for a word for a and they write it out b and like asparagus yes is that the word for a yes and then he says bogus and the teacher is like okay what an adult word Bogus means something that's pretending to be true, but isn't true. Or fake. And he's like, no, bogus means friend. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, the teacher, like, he's arguing with the teacher, but in, like, a normal tone. And then the teacher just, like, freaks out on him and is like, no, no, stop it. That's not what it means. And then he yells back at her. And then she's like, don't you yell at me. What? How, you're a teacher. <clears throat> how would you handle a student insisting that bogus, that a word means something that it doesn't? Or, I mean, she gets like really hung up on like this idea of like, it's very important. She even like, so she, yeah. she says Whatever. almost verbatim in the movie, like, it's important that you don't think a word means something that it doesn't. What you do. Like, okay, bogus, that's a really grown-up word. What do you think bogus means? Me? Yeah. I'm the I'm the child? Yes. We're bogus, play-acting here. Bogus means friend. What makes you think bogus means friend? I have an imaginary friend named Bogus. 
That's a super creative name. There's a French man living in my mind <laughs> who tells me to do things. And his name is Bogus. You know, and every day, it feels like he controls more and more of <laughs> my mind. And he's also seemingly controlling the mind of my caretaker. Hey, Cody, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that you should tell more of that to Miss Jordan later. I'm going to use bogus, and we can look up that vocabulary word later. Who is Miss Jordan? Our school counselor. Yeah. And mental health professional. <laughs> that That's the correct response, yep, That's what you do as a teacher, not like, it means thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> I have to find where I am. <laughs> I, I I did have a note that this kid, his life now sucks that oh, he lives with Whoopi. Yeah. Because Whoopi does completely treat him like he's a, a roommate. roommate. Yeah. Like, like. You're good, right? Like, you know what? Like, it's very hands off. Well, I'm going to go work now. Have a good night. Like. Um. It's really interesting that, like, like Whoopi's heating up a microwave dinner for him, which makes me wonder, like, what do you normally eat for dinner, Whoopi? Well, and she has, like, all these styrofoam plates that she, you know, because she's, like, a bulk restaurant supply person. I did wonder, did you have an imaginary friend as a kid whatsoever? No. I feel like... There is maybe a very small window where I became aware of the concept of imaginary friends as a little kid and like maybe play acted at having one for like a very small amount of time. But beyond that, no, not in any like serious or long lasting way. Not, I mean, like there were times that I would play dress up with some of my friends sure. and we would like include other Fake, figures that sure. are like playing like yeah even oh we dress like, up like the power rangers and you'd be pink and i'd be yellow and then we'd have other power rangers we were talking to and interacting totally with, even like, like with two brothers of varying ages we would at sometimes when playing have like oh there's this non-existent fourth figure who is playing this role that's not really, like, imaginary Right, friend. like, that's the closest I got to that realm. Never really, like, oh, you have to, like, set a place at the table or, like, don't no. sit in the spot because no. that's fucking crazy. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I also had the thought of, like, Gerard Depardieu as an imaginary friend. He's not much of, like, a clown. He's no. not. It's really, like, Haley Joel Osmond is a fucking weird kid. <laughs> His imaginary friend is like a 40-year-old French man who's just dressed like a normal person. Yeah. He's just like a like a middle-aged fucking dude. Yeah. That's a your imaginary frumpy, a little friend. Frumpy old French dude. He's got like a nice suit coat on, you know. I you know, and I, I didn't mean earlier to draw too much comparison from Gerard Depardieu <laughs> to myself, but I have to blame you a little bit. You're telling me that if I just were to dress like Gerard Depardieu at our wedding, his vest, that's like specifically his vest, not dress like him. The rest yeah. of his outfit is not appropriate for the wedding. But, when but he, his vest when is he's very just, nice. When he's rocking only the vest, 
with a white collared shirt underneath. It looks nice. He's looking good. It looks nice. He's looking pretty good. All right. To the point where, like, hey, you should look like that when you marry me, is the thought that you're having in your head. <laughs> so I want to point that out. God. Okay. <laughs> you want to marry Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> I do not. It's okay. I want to marry you, babe. I want to marry you. Can I mention that you and Gerard Depardieu kind of rhyme? The word you and Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> yes, they do rhyme. So... <laughs> Do you think a kid would like this movie? No. I think it's rated PG-13. It's definitely not a kid movie. No. I feel like it is definitely... But it, kinda, it can't quite decide what tone to land on between the two. Not at all. Um, Are you ready for his runaway? Well, there's a scene where there is a... Whoopi is trying to... Get a loan yes. to buy like a, a warehouse. restaurant warehouse full of ovens and all types of shit. And Bob, the loan manager. Bob, the loan manager. He has a fun scene where Haley Joel Osmond is imagining like an ice cream bar and he kind of plays into it. And... Right. And like, oh, a banana split, huh? And he did make a banana split. Yeah, banana split Bob. Uh, Bank man, banana split, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and uh, Haley Joel Osment has been hesitant to eat throughout this whole movie, and Whoopi does eventually coax him into eating, just like she coaxes Corinna, or she's Corinna, and Corinna, Corinna coaxes Molly into eating, talking. Well, also eating. Before she talks, she gets her to eat the pancakes with the the tapping of the nose. Yeah, it's not like she had stopped eating. No, it doesn't work. No? Fail. Not a good connection not between the two? Okay, just Fail. trying to just trying to find connections. Not good enough. No? Not good enough. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, what else do we have here? So then we have a scene of... Um, Whoopi is trying to get rid of Bogus. And so when she's doing that, she's like, oh, you're over here. Well, what is he wearing? And she guesses what he's wearing well. Just like, like, oh, he's wearing a coat, a big French coat, because I know he's French. A big brown French coat and kind of kicks him out. And both of them are like worried that like, oh. Not Whoopi, but the imaginary friend and the little boy. I I feel like, okay, so Whoopi does eventually start to see Bogus. Yes. I wish that it happened much earlier in the movie. It's very, very late in the movie when Whoopi starts to see him. It's like the boy like is in a weird dreamscape or... St- date after running he ran away trying to catch up to the circus she goes and gets him brings him back he's like in a weird dream state this whole time it's like he's trying to like escape into his own inner dreamscape to like be with his mom and disconnect from reality right it's 
maybe stupid. What's weird is like that's negative, but believing in bogus, who's definitely not real, and at multiple times throughout the movie tells him that he's not real. Yeah. And just a part of his imagination. It's like it's okay to believe in bogus, but it's not okay to succumb to the dreamscape of your mind. Well, that makes sense. I mean, (laughs) does it make sense? I mean, escaping into the dreamscape of your mind is kind of like giving up, where believing in bogus is like a little (laughs) kid having an imaginary friend, which I feel like is much more acceptable. Believing in bogus is just a ludicrous statement. I mean, it's parallel to believing in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. Okay, fair point. Totally fair. So, he like, okay, it's right before he climbs up the fire escape or whatever, Whoopi's like yelling at herself in the kitchen and then Bogus is responding and then Whoopi starts responding to Bogus and then Bogus is like, I think it's time for you to see me. And then he like, a light pops behind him or whatever and then she can see him and they have a dance off and like... It's not quite a dance-off. It's more of like... It's not like they're competing dancing. It's like they're dancing. Whoopi and Bogus are dancing together. Whoopi has this sad moment where it's like, I didn't want to see you because where were you when I needed you? When I was a kid and I was suffering, where were you when I needed that? Whoopi was an orphan. So it's like, yeah, why weren't you there when I was a little kid without any friends and needed someone to latch on to and bogus is like i i, I was, was there the, I, but you just didn't believe in me yeah which i guess ties Santa back Claus. to like there's a scene where Jesus. whoopi's like do you know how, why i believe magic isn't real because i watched the tinkerbell scene of peter pan and When Tinkerbell is like, oh, clap if you believe, and that's the only way to save me. I didn't clap. And I didn't believe, but she was saved anyway. And that fucking proves that magic isn't real, but everyone's trying to always shove it down your throat anyways. Yeah. And sad little parentless Haley Joel Osment is like, I always clapped at that scene with my mother. Tear, tear, tear. Very big tear, tear, tear. Which I get you know, ties back to, uh, what is it? What are you trying to say? We brought that. Why did did we bring that up? Why are we talking about that? This whole movie is bogus. This whole whole episode's bogus. Because then she like goes and climbs, like realizes he's climbing that Haley Joe Osborne is Os whoever the fuck Haley is climbing the fire escape will be runs up to the roof and is like yes. Gerard's like tell him tell him all these things and she pulls into the roof and they hug and they want to make a family and Haley Joel Osment also like goes to visit his previous circuit yeah yeah, yeah. circus family the scene where the dude lulls him oh, to sleep that was funny is super creepy there's Harvey reference the Jimmy Stewart movie where he's friends with a giant rabbit. So it's a fun, like, mm-hmm. parallel imaginary friend movie reference that they make. 
but they decide that they want to become a family. And uh, Whoopi finally starts to see Bogus. She starts to hear him. It's it's just we like... already talked about all of that, Cody. <laughs> Did we? Yes. Well, like we didn't talk about this. She starts to like lose her mind hearing Bogus in her head. Yes, I said that. And then he's like, "Okay, now you get to see me." We he talked also... about all of that. <laughs> did yes. We, did we say that he says that he's I'm a part of you, Harriet? At some no. point. Okay, I'm sorry. This movie's erratic. It's hard to, to no. keep in a in anyone a who's line. listening at this point just knows that you are a sloppy bitch, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm so drunk. We're so deep into Wookie Whoopee Wee. Wookie Wee. Next year we have to do Wookie Wee. All the movies are shows with Wookies in it. <laughs> um so okay. They decide to be a family. They decide to be a family. How do you, and then okay, they cut to the graveyard, putting flowers on mom's grave. And bogus is just like breaks what? the fourth wall. <laughs> God, how do you feel about this shit? When he just like turns to camera <laughs> and does this like and most of you don't realize, but we're there until you don't need us, and then you don't see us go yes. because you don't even just... get to say goodbye because you don't and sometimes you remember us fondly but then we move on to the next person who needs us so if you need me i'm available it's like the most absurd fucking scene in so a much to say, okay. but you're making me laugh so hard i can't say it okay <laughs> Depardieu speaking to camera about the relationship that people have with imaginary friends and how they eventually cast them aside without paying them any heed and uh very funny very hilarious funny. and then he walks away into the sun the sunset like the kind of like the sunset the sunset <laughs> He's kind of like swaying his overcoat yes. back and forth in a very weird, like Charlie Chaplin esque way. But then like, you see him walk up to like another little kid and start their imaginary friend. Like takes their airplane or something. <laughs> you see the silhouette of them and their dog, and he's just like sashaying back and forth his fucking overcoat slopping back and forth like slopping oh what a movie cinema so, at its <laughs> finest we uh clearly didn't finish frosting whoopie pies we haven't even started making shh, our whoopie shh, pies yet don't tell them that we're okay. a full we're a full seven nights into Whoopi Week. I know. We fucking made some shit Whoopi Pies <laughs> that we don't want to talk about. And we're making we're making good <laughs> Whoopi Pies. But it's going to happen. Tomorrow, you will hear Cinderella. Yes, we're going to talk the 1997 Rodgers and Hammerstein. Fuck yeah. Cinderella. The only Stan one of this lineup I have seen. The only movie. Mm. Starring Brandy in my own Whitney little corner. Houston. In my own little chair. Is that part of the. That's one of the songs that Cinderella sings. 
Yes. So look out for that. And listen to this send off by a uh, secret agent 23 Skidoo singing a little imaginary friend for you. Yes. 